What's happening, people? Welcome back to the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W R S T L I N G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But me and G, we're not anti E, we're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. And how you doing, people? Really pleased to see you once again on the feed. Man, what a crazy couple of weeks it's been <laughs> on the wrestling podcast. We're just trying to catch our breath here, actually. You know, talk about getting lucky with all those interviews just so grateful man and you know such a nice spread as well from gato move to ice ribbon to ddt tjpw uh, and of course the wonderful waka what a lovely one nice variety arranged people to speak to and like i said we're really appreciative of the companies and the wrestlers themselves for taking the time to chat with us gee how do you reflect on this mad couple of weeks it's just been such a treat, like week after week after week. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Liam tends to book the interviews. He kind of gets in touch with the you know the companies or the wrestlers as individuals. And every time Liam's like, mate, you never guess who we got this week. <laughs> and I'm just over here jumping out of my seat when I find out who it is, especially sort of culminating with having Takeshita back on. Yeah, what a treat. What a run. Yeah. We've been re- really, really lucky. I feel like after every interview as well, we always have like a little bit of a debrief. Like we'll, the pair of us will either like stay on the video call after the fact, or we'll have a little phone call afterwards and just like talk about how we think it went. And like every time we're just beaming with joy and pride and it's just, it's just so nice. Yeah. It's Um, really fun, isn't it? And that's the thing. You just want to have a nice time, try to ask interesting questions, but moreover, just get into a bit of a conversation. That's when it, feels really great and I, I like to think we've achieved that I've certainly come off all of these just feeling you know really positive and really happy which is great so hopefully that comes through uh, for you guys when you're listening I just think as well the the feedback has been really nice mm. anything you know everything we've heard back from you the listener has just been super positive do let us know what you think we love hearing from you uh, we're gonna try and keep the ball rolling in terms of getting interesting exciting interviews moving forward i know we've got a few in the pipeline that are very exciting uh you know we're certainly really looking forward to where we're not going to jinx ourselves by announcing anything just yet but you won't have to wait too long <laughs> yeah keep your eyes on the feed basically once we've got it in the can it's recorded and we're like right it's done we can let people know but for, for the moment we're kind of keeping those uh, under our hats yeah. yeah it's just been it's just been a lovely like string of string of weeks and also it means in terms of for me as as the person that edits the podcast it it's much a much like nicer proposition <laughs> editing these interviews that don't necessarily require like a ton of work and also we don't record just hours before <laughs> they're due in the yeah, feed absolutely i get a lot i get a lot more time to kind of uh, work on them and make them as nice as possible it's um, just going back to something you said at the start there um we actually had an example of this uh this morning just before we came on to record this now so we've got something else potentially lined up and uh it was all in our in our wrestling pod email account and uh gareth hadn't had a chance to look at it yet so i said oh why don't you have a quick look and the reaction was awesome (laughs) (laughs) so that's a little tease tease for something coming up soon but yeah anyway thanks for all your support really appreciate if you're new uh thanks for coming and hanging out with us hope you stick around we do have plenty more stuff to get through we're going to talk about wrestle peter pan today uh which is big show actually and big big show for us because the, uh, the main event sort of symbolized the uh, coming full circle, really, in our podcast journey, because we kind of started yeah. off with Takeshita 
you know, gearing up to to face Akiyama Ultimate Party last year. So this was really the culmination of that journey. You know, this is the storyline that we've been following the entire time we've been doing the show. Yeah, it's been with us throughout this whole, you know, 40, 48 weeks now. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? And yeah, it, it didn't disappoint. What was your, um? Did, did you manage to watch anything else this week? Yeah, I watched Choco Pro. I watched CDK making their, their comeback. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, really like CDK, actually. Chris Brooks is the ultimate tag team wrestler, isn't he? Just slotting in with anybody. Seemingly can work well with anybody, you know, like across the board, Antonio Honda, like yeah. us, whoever you want to pair him with. It's mad, isn't it? Massa. Yuna Mizumori. Yeah, yeah. Just so many good teams. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because there are those guys, we talked about this before, like a Rocky Romero, who's just been a part of so many really good tag teams. And Brooks is definitely, he's the modern equivalent of that. Not that Rocky isn't mm. contemporary, but, you know, he's he's certainly the the current equivalent of that and you know at some point we're gonna have to try and rank all these tag teams and work out which one was the best and that's <laughs> oh, i've always got a special place in my heart for cck having seen them live you know quite a few times and they just well and and seeing them make that debut at the ballroom oh, man that was mad wasn't it at the progress show that was absolutely mad the place went crazy i'd looked at um instagram and he'd where he'd posted a picture that you know they were traveling home from another show and i was just like that nah, don't buy that for a second <laughs> They're on their way here. <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. I also, I really like Tropicalamari as well, though. Like that's, yes. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even mention Neo Ito Respect Army. Crikey. Going to get oh, get our wrist slapped there. Sorry. There we, okay, we got it in. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, so many tag teams. It's crazy. But yeah, CDK looks like they're going to be a bit of a fixture in this season of Choco Pro, which is exciting. Yeah. And- it does seem like definite new chapter of choco pro you know there's a bunch of new faces some returning faces you know and obviously we've we've lost some faces in emmy and lulu yeah absolutely did you catch emmy's dark return i haven't yet but that's high on the list of things to to watch once this once this podcast is edited and uh, on the air yeah it was good fun actually she was against uh, maddie rankowski oh nice that'll be a fun one and also, if you're not already doing so, make sure you sort of follow Emmy on social media because her and Lulu, like their <laughs> kind of like sitcom in miniature, them adjusting to American life, has got to be one of the most wholesome and lovely things on the internet. It's really sweet. It's really, really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know there's some rumors flying around that Lulu's going to be on dark alongside emmy next yeah. week Good Lord. that's that's exciting um i just i just hope everybody treats her nicely these are people <laughs> that haven't seen her before you've you got to get behind the, the pencil army leader that's one thing that i do worry about just because i love lulu with all my heart and she needs protecting <laughs> from aw like trolls got onto her like people got onto ito you know after those mic shots that people really took offense to yeah, I still don't see the issue there, to be truthful. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was ridiculous. Like, it would make me so sad. I do get a sense of that across the fan base when people are talking about it. Like a slight, you know, oh, okay, that'd be cool, but a slight apprehension at the prospect of, you know, the darker side of the wrestling fandom having a bit of a pop, which would be completely yeah. ill-judged and need only direct you to the match we covered a few weeks back with Chris Brooks to see what an absolutely brilliant performer Lulu Pencil is. So I don't want to hear none of that noise. 
none whatsoever. Anyway, we hope for the best. I'm sure it's going to be good. Anyway, let's let's get into this show then, man. Wrestle Peter Pan. It was the big one. Tons of variety on here was my first yeah. sort of observation. It was really a pick and mix. That was really, the, I think, the takeaway from this show is just it really is a great proof of concept that DDT is that kind of three ring circus concept of pro wrestling where, you know, if you don't like the deathmatch stuff, then here's a comedy match. If you don't like a comedy match, then here's, you know, a brutal hardcore match. If you, you know, you don't like that, here's a, you know, amazing main event, you know, just, that's just a great wrestling match. Yeah. You know, there's something for everybody here. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more on the whole deathmatch hardcore match stuff. Is it just me or is that more prevalent this year than it has been in recent years? It feels like more and more people are wanting to try their hand at the deathmatch stuff. I don't know if it's because Anita's back or whatever. No idea. But I just feel like I'm seeing more of them with a, uh, different people involved. Yeah, that's, that was going to be what I said. I don't necessarily know if it's more per se, but there are more high profile people that you don't necessarily associate with death matches dipping their toes in mm, that water mm, yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it but i don't have a problem with it i like like i said i like the variety and it's nice to see different people working different styles and i mean talk about different people working a death match <laughs> here so the show opened with the uh the eight man electric current explosion death match <laughs> which just just saying it makes me smile actually as a as a match type so we had akito uh the legendary asushi anita maki ito and the prez sanjiro takagi against pro wrestling knowing herself hikari noah kuruchan super sasadanga machine and tetsuhiro kuroda this is just bonkers really funny silly Pretty hard hitting in places, but just a wild yeah. opening match. What a way to start the show. Well, I just think the kind of exploding bats just uh, a thing of beauty in pro wrestling. Yeah. And just that the the photos and the footage you get from matches that involve them, I just think always look incredible. Yeah. So if you haven't seen them already uh, with this match, the way it kind of worked is that on each corner you had a buzzer and presumably that began the current into this uh, barbed wire bat which was rigged with explosives so and you you had sort of a lot an alarm noise that went off with it just yeah. to heighten the danger um <laughs> i think they did a really good Me job too. Of, i loved it like building the kind of tension with with the bat that was it so as soon as the button had been pressed you knew someone was going to get hit with the bat someone was getting blown up yeah <laughs> uh, what i loved about this match is absolutely true to form something we've known since the first time uh we've that written interview with the prez was that hikari noah made absolutely no bones about who she <laughs> wanted to take out you know oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, if you listen to that mizuki interview uh, a few weeks back the tjpw locker room was in consensus they were happy to see takagi blown to pieces i think this is awful <laughs> <laughs> i love the prez but yeah she went straight for him didn't she yeah absolutely i like that this show was basically the culmination of our two favorite sort of storylines <laughs> of wrestling probably uh <laughs> noah finally getting her hands on takagi and uh Takeshita and Akiyama. absolutely absolutely yeah it was really good fun so the prez he got beaten up pretty badly didn't he he got walloped. Yeah, he got hit with a chair that in itself exploded essentially <laughs> and then hit with the electric bat as well poor guy um the other 
real take home I had from this is that I think a keto for an electric current explosion death match dresses nicer than most wrestlers I've seen at a DDT press conference. Like he's <laughs> he's wearing a really nice, you know, suit and tie, what have you. You look great. And very stylish. Like, he needs to have a word with some of these lads because they rock up looking like no one's business. Don't they? <laughs> That's you know, uh you know, name a better feud pro wrestlers and well-fitting suits. Oh, Japanese pro wrestlers and well-fitting suits in particular. Yeah. Although um gosh, who was it in DDT that had a really nice suit. Was it Sakaguchi? He looked pretty smooth in the suit. Oh, sure. yeah. Like he, what, he's a stylish We need man, to talk to he? Take, though. Like, he's my guy, but we've got to sort that out. <laughs> Eruption are just like the most stylish stable in pro No doubt about it. Yeah, they're the coolest inside the ring, outside the ring. Um, so that was one observation. And the other one was uh, something that you'd mentioned before when you were talking about FMWE. Just how good does Anita look for someone? How old is he? Like 60 years old or something? Yeah, yeah. Crikey. There's no, there's no justice in the world that like he should look. You know, somebody <laughs> that's put his body through what he has should look that good. It is great. Moves around well. Like he he probably looks better than I do <laughs> at thirty four. Well, as an audio podcast, I can never confirm nor deny. I mean, if I look half as good as that at yeah his age, it'll be a bloody miracle. Yeah, this is just fun, wasn't it? Just a fun, silly painful yeah. match great way to start like, the show i think if you were coming into this one expecting you know like a really brutal sort of bloody affair like you know you 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 maybe aren't super familiar with how ddt works you know this was always going to be a kind of on the sillier end of the spectrum but with some cool ass explosions indeed yeah absolutely i really like this and as a way to kick things off i thought it was absolutely great yeah, like a really fun way to kind of kick off the show, get the bring the crowd alive, you know, or as much as the crowd can be brought alive, given you know the no the no, the no cheering mandate. Yeah, I did like the setting though in the. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. I love that. You know, I love outdoor shows. You know, especially kind of when it goes from light to dark during the course of the show, like this mm. one did. Yeah, it was nice just seeing the green behind them as well, and the the floodlights yeah. and stuff like that. It was yeah, it was a it's a very cool setting. Very cool indeed. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But if you did want something a little bit more painful, then you didn't need to wait too long because there was a hardcore tag team match later on uh, in the show with Chris Brooks and Jun Kasai, who you may be familiar with. Uh, I think he's worked like Freedoms. He was part of the Suzu Suzuki deathmatch series. He's just a terrifying man. He's worked all over. Yeah, yeah. and the, the Sauna Kamina team of Mao and Shima. Shima in particular is no stranger to... Hardcore matches of a sort, as yeah, as as we as we know from our interview last week with Keshta, you know he's he's like yeah, leave me out of this. <laughs> Quite right too. So he had he had to rope Mao in here, you know, like given that they're tag team champions and uh, Shinma's proclivities, you know, it's probably good that he's got sort of Mao on Mao in the uh, the sauna Kamina that he can rope in when he wants to live out his hardcore tag team match fantasies. Indeed. Yeah, just a, a quick note on Junkasai. So I remember, just if you allow me to go on a bit of a tangent, a couple of years ago I did a, a short film and I was playing a, a Marine and I was opposite a real-life Marine who had genuinely been over and seen, you know, seen and done it all. And in this particular scene, I was supposed to intimidate him. 
And I was just, I was trying to do stuff. You know, he was acting, he was going along with it, but I was just looking this guy in his eyes. I was like, there's nothing I could say or do that would intimidate you. I could be here with a, a chainsaw and, it, and you'd be just looking at me dead in the face. It's the same with Jun Kasai. If you're in storyline, how on earth, what do you say to this man yeah. to get him off his game? He already he's lost his teeth to wrestling. His back looks like kebab meat. Like, what do you... There's nothing that he's possibly <laughs> afraid of, is he? <laughs> no. It's just a, a terrifying prospect. But this was good fun as well. Uh, it, it was. If you like the dirtier hardcore stuff, this is more for you. Yes. So heaps of Lego and construction oh, blocks man, in this Lego. one. Barefoot as well. Oof, yikes. It's, I feel like Lego spots are purely aimed at dads watching. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you know about... Stepping on Lego if you don't have a child. It's just the worst. It's the absolute worst. Uh, Stickle yeah, bricks yeah, are the way I, forward, by the way. If you're, if you're a dad and you're listening, stickle bricks are the one. And then they, they busted out the old uh, bamboo skewers <sighs> spots as well, just driving those into to head. It's just such a horrible spot. <laughs> There's just a photo, I think, with all, yeah, the moment where all four of them had just have like, they look like weird birds with uh, <laughs> bamboo plumage. <laughs> That, that, that spot always makes me feel a little bit queasy, you know, when you end up with the, the bamboo mohawk or what have you. I don't know. Yeah. It just turns my stomach slightly. But yeah, good stuff here. Uh, Brooks and Kasai uh, defeat the sauna boys. Uh, the naked friends, as Take called them last week, which really <laughs> made me laugh. It keeps popping into Absolutely. my head. Naked yeah. friends. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they really are. Um, yeah, really, really fun stuff. Where do you want to go next, mate? What else uh, appealed to you on this one? I mean, you know, it was it was super fun top to bottom. Just like a quick comment on the debuting young guys yeah. in one of the early matches. How fun were Mate. they? So we had L Unicorn and uh, Illusion. Really, really uh, exciting. Making their debuts. Yeah. And I think L Unicorn is like 13. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, yeah. So I think bright future for those guys you know i don't have a ton more to kind of say about that match but i just wanted to just draw attention to the fact that they for for, de- for their debut what uh yeah how impressive they look so i'm looking forward to seeing you know how both those guys grow and improve yeah well in mate yeah i couldn't agree more really good point to make yeah loads of fun do you think l, l- unicorn does he kind of crawl up the mythical animal scale as he gets older you know does he sort of become sort of the griffin later on or <laughs> end up being the dragon or something like that. There's a lot of dragons, to be fair, aren't there? But there's not many there is, unicorns, yeah. so he's onto something. No. He's onto something. Yeah. Think of the merch as well. It's got to be difficult to kind of pick out a new new animal to be in wrestling. What hasn't there been? There's got to be... There must be something. Sabrus, maybe? You could have, like, a two, two, two additional heads on your shoulders or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been a Hydra? Capybara? Yes, Capybara. <laughs> That's what I want to see, El Capybara. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, let's talk about this Universal title match. So, UK UNO in wonderful match, Shocker. Uh, I mean, what a year this guy's had. It's absolutely no surprise whatsoever. This was another banger. What was a surprise, however, was the crimson mask that this dude was left with. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sting next time he goes in the sauna. That's for sure. Yes. It's going to feel that one. Like, for a show with a 
electric current explosion deathmatch and a hardcore tag <laughs> team match. Observation. With, <laughs> like this felt this was like the bloodiest affair by far on the you know that felt the most visceral on the show. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, re- really hard hitting stuff. It's just such a shock to see UNO bleeding that much. It's yeah, one of those things absolutely. where you don't see somebody bleed much. And then you think, oh man, you know, is he in trouble or how's he going to cope with this? I don't know. There's a, an extra element of danger stirred in the pot when you get that kind of thing. But it definitely made Suzaki feel sort of wild yeah, and dangerous. Yeah, it did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He came off as uh, as pretty brutal in this one. So, And he, he took the belt as well. Yeah. So ending Ueno's in the history books currently is the you know, longest reigning and most offenses of the universal title. You know, it's still a young belt, but, you know, that's no no bad thing to have. And, you know, I think the reign has really, like, elevated his stuff. Oh, definitely. You know, which is what, definitely. which is, you know, really what the universal title should be for is kind of elevating, you know, the holder up. You know, it's the the belt makes the man rather than the man making the, the belt mm. here. You know, it's really kind of elevated his game, put him in these, big singles matches that maybe you know a year ago he wouldn't have been in yeah he's had an exceptional year thus far i think he's been a brilliant champion some of the defenses have been some of my favorite matches of the year particularly the sakaguchi match that was fantastic yeah so you know on the one hand sad to see him him lose it um but you know no shame in losing it to daisuke sasaki at all no somebody that's been the kod open weight champion in the past yeah well you wonder you know, if he's this a top top guy here. maybe it sets the table for you and to to go further and maybe you get that match with take which would be yeah off the charts that'd be that i think that would be a really fun title match for you know for take to to have but like a little road bump little inter interfaction warfare i noticed um you, know, you were live tweeting along with the show which uh you know thanks so much for you uh interacting with us we absolutely appreciated that always good fun and you mentioned that was a that was a weird night. So I'd gone to bed and gotten up at two forty-five or you know just before three o'clock to watch Punk's debut, and then had gone back to bed afterwards in time to be up for WrestlePe. Oh Pat. man, so you must a, have been spun out. It was it was a weird old you know like my body wasn't sure whether it was coming or going that day. I think I'd still be feeling that if I'd have done that. I just I got up for the Punk thing, um, but no, I I thought I'd do. Peter Pan at a slightly more sociable time. I just really enjoy live tweeting along with these big. It's shows. great fun. Yeah, it's it's so much fun if you can do it. But yeah, I thought, you know, you you made the comment. It's a bad night for the for the sauna boys thus far, and that mm. that did seem to have a slight sense of foreboding about it. But fortunately, fears were misplaced as we get to the main event. Talk about the main man, Konosuke Takeshita, uh, who was against Junakiyama. Uncle John, the final boss of DDT as it's been for, wow, gosh, best part of a year, really. Um, And man, do you know what? I need to watch this again because I kind of viewed this as a sports spectator. This felt like a Champions League final to me. I was so desperate for Take to win. It was just, it was more of an emotional one than sort of watching it and being like, oh, this is good. This is, you know, like really kind of you weren't watching it with that analytical no i don't know i was just fully in the moment it was great it was so great and there were points where i really didn't think he was gonna win either (laughs) you know really did look like it was gonna go the other way but yeah what did you make of this one oh i loved it it was you know just everything it it needed to be i you know some great moments here i liked takeshita still losing all of you know it seemed like he lost every strike exchange 
you know, that's not what brought him to the dance. And it was, you know, almost like realizing that that kind of finally won in the the sort of battle against Akiyama. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, great point. It was just incredible. What a moment as well. Felt like a really, really big deal. And I think anybody that's been listening to this show for any duration of, of time would have been absolutely thrilled to see him finally take it home and reclaim what was rightfully his. But man, Akiyama's been so great for DDT, hasn't he? Just yeah, what, what, a, contributor. what a great pickup. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. But you know, just came to work, it's elevated people. He's provided like, the ultimate boss for people to defeat when he has yeah. lost matches, which he has, you know, that's they felt like huge deals. And in this one, he's just solidified Take as the absolute man. Like I think I made this sort of comparison very early on in our kind of DDT watching career, you know, like when Akiyama first turned up that he his he's kind of positioned a lot like a uh, Brock Lesnar, mm. modern day Brock Lesnar in DDT, but like booked fast, you know, in a much better way. Yeah. I don't think DDT get enough credit for their booking. No. You know, particularly with this, a long-term, year-long storyline, effectively, or just short of a year, you know, that's that takes some doing. It really does. So I've really enjoyed him being this, you know, big bad at the top of the mountain with the title for the better part of the, of, of the year. And, yeah, to finally get his... Comeuppance is the wrong word, because it's not like he's been a heel. He's not, like, been doing anything No, he's just been terrible, the best, hasn't he? Mm. But he's just been the best, yeah. And so... but he's been the best as an outsider mm. as somebody that doesn't have that ddt blood yeah absolutely um so it's been great to see you know the homegrown Takeshita finally sort of vanquish that dragon indeed and we know where Takeshita's going next and we'll talk about that in a second where do you think akiyama's going next oh i think it's probably going to be more tag stuff for a little Jinretsu while Jinretsu stuff yeah. yeah, I think is probably my is probably my guess. You know, maybe kind of they make a determined run at Damnation for the KOD six man titles. Something I'd like to see. I don't know if he's injured at the second, but I would like to see uh, Tetsu Endo sort of having watched Take overcome Akiyama, sort of try to build himself up to do the same thing, sort of almost take umbrage with the mm. fact that he was able to beat Akiyama where, where he couldn't. And yeah. so, you know, maybe you almost rinse and repeat the same storyline, but with Akiyama positioned yeah. slightly more favorably, you know, as a, not a good guy, but, you know, like uh, uh, more charitably. And Endo yeah. just, you know, Endo's got a lot of similarities to Keno in some ways, I think, you know, not necessarily in the way they work, but they're both sort of, you know, heels that are they're likable but they're super duper stubborn and you know yeah, there's a bit sour yeah, and if you if you like them you kind of feel for them because you can see them making bad decisions and <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird nuanced wrestling dynamic <laughs> but i like it a lot that that would be for me i'd be really up for that but definitely like a, a jinretsu run with the belts would be good although i love take two belts that's pretty cool as well yeah is, is very and now good. he's got the belt. You know, he said that's all he needed before he went back to AEW. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. He can't go back there. Not with Kenny sniffing around for world titles. Just, <laughs> it. just have a good run. Have yeah. a good run. Just stay clear. clear. You know, another thing I just want to say, just to put a little cap on the this last year of Akiyama, 
how game he's been for the sillier stuff in DDT oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Reminded me a bit of Minoru Suzuki in that regard. You know, he's yeah. he's clearly a pretty tough man and does all the heavy hitting strong style stuff, but also really gets it. You know, he's yeah, just doesn't take himself necessarily too nah. seriously. You know, you know, he, not like a again. I'm gonna uh, go, make a uh, call back to me trying to get myself beaten up earlier in the oh, run yeah. he not like a low stop key it who can't poke stop it what are you doing <laughs> who can't who obviously can't poke fun at themselves yeah i know what you're saying it does the it adds an extra layer doesn't it when you see yeah. guys do that it always reminded me a little bit do you remember when brock lesnar did the the beatboxing thing where he had the boom box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so silly just like what is this it just opened up a different layer to the guy yeah, absolutely. Top, top stuff. And as I say, we know where Take is going next because he was confronted by a wild Chris Brooks. And yeah. uh, as again, you pointed out on your live tweeting, you know, this their universal title match and series was, I think, part of what brought us both into DDT initially. You know, that was a big deal. And man, you know, to see that one again, pretty much a year on from, from when that was, Maybe just just yeah. over. That's going to be wild because they've both evolved a lot in the last twelve months. They're both months. at the top of their yeah, game, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I think that would be really really interesting to to see. You know, feuding for top honors. I wouldn't rule out Brooks DDT. winning it either. I really wouldn't. Like you, you kind of think first defense. You know, Taki have that in the bag. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's jeopardy there. As a as a kind of story, I could see that. You know, you he's focused so intently on beating. Akiyama that now faced with a different challenge. Yeah, he's got that adrenaline dump almost. He's, you know, yeah. yeah. As we saw when they fought over the Universal title, Brooks can beat. That's the thing. That's the thing. Man, DDT is great. That was a great show. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. We're big fans of DDT. I'm very glad that DDT has come into my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a long time, it was just via gifts and just being like, oh, that looks really funny. Yeah. Like that look, you know. But there's it's, there's so much more to there it. it. Is. So yeah, I I really do implore you if you're not already watching DDT, uh, you know there's there's heaps of full matches on their YouTube, you know, to give you a taste without having to subscribe. But yeah, I definitely think you know if you're looking for a new promotion to follow that you're not already kind of giving your full attention, then I think DDT should be the one. Really, yeah, couldn't agree more. Okay, folks, that wraps up Wrestle Pizza Pan. We'll do some news after this. And we're back. So we're just going to chat a little bit now about some of the news items coming up out of the wrestling world in the last mm. week. So I think one of the ones that's got us most excited is uh, Suzuki coming to the US. Man, and the slate that he's got at the second is so exciting. Just a couple of names that you've written down for us here. So he's got matches currently booked against Jonathan Gresham, Davey Richards and Calvin Tankman. What are we talking about here? What on earth are we what talking an, about here? It's going to be wild. Kind of, what a varied slate of opponents yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, like the the Richards and Gresham matches are going to be excellent in two different ways. Really, I'd be intrigued to see how Gresham approaches a a Suzuki match. Um, mm. Richards, I suppose, is more of a like for like. Sure, the Tankman. That's really interesting. That's the, like the wild card match, isn't and it? And just think how much 
just that one match is going to help that guy kick on, you know, because I, I like Calvin Tankman a lot. I feel like yeah. he could be a really big deal. But matches against people like Suzuki are probably worth their weight in gold in terms of just helping people evolve and helping people to develop. And I think it's going to be huge. Imagine if it leads to Tankman getting a go in New Japan. Wouldn't that be nuts? I'd be up for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Crazy. And we have to try and cover some of these because they look like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, even if we just try and do like a little roundup of uh, Suzuki's US tour, like catch as many of his matches as we can. Yeah, I'm totally up for that. That sounds fantastic. I just love Minoru Suzuki. He's the best. Just such a yeah. fun wrestler. Nothing not to like about no. him. I, he is pro wrestling to yeah. me. Couldn't agree more. And uh, how about Maki Ito winning the uh, Tokyo Princess Cup 8? So I, I think we've kind of briefly touched on this, but yeah, we haven't had time to really, with everything else that's been going on, get into depth on mm. this one. Yeah, so huge win for Maki Ito. Her rise has sort of mirrored her last year has almost mirrored Takeshita's in a, a to a certain degree yeah. you know taking that excursion to the US and rising exponentially and improving exponentially this last year and now is going to be fighting for the title at the biggest show of the year yeah. so taking on her one-to-one million partner Miyu Yamashita Wrestle Princess 2. And it's interesting because you know she overcame one of her career rivals in Mizuki you know got the first win over her in the tw- yeah. you know, to to advance Which to the finals, huge. I think her her one last record against Yamashita is is pretty similar to be honest with you. So this is another huge mountain for her to climb. But just wonder if the wind's behind her sails at the moment. You know, it seems pretty yeah. s- pretty early, I guess, in in this rain for the pink striker to drop it. But I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I think as well. You know, there's a certain aspect of. TJPW maybe wanted to capitalize on her popularity and her notoriety. By being champion, she probably draws more eyeballs to the product than just about anybody else. But the thing is, she's not just charisma and entertainment. She can go. She backs it up in the ring now. Maybe a year ago, you could argue she didn't. But I don't think you could argue that she can't can't put on matches of, of a high enough quality to be the champ Definitely. and lead the company. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I've got high hopes for this one. I think this is going to be a really good I emotional do. match. It's interesting, isn't it? Because last year, Wrestle Princess, you had a main event with two tag team partners facing off against each other. And then we've got that mm-hmm. again here. So yeah. I'm expecting a similarly emotional affair. Yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I love both these competitors. You know, we've spoken to both. You know, we've been lucky enough to... Um, host both Ito and Yamashita on the podcast and that they came across as you know incredible individuals on on both occasions Um, you know so to see them headlining the biggest show of the year is is just really really exciting you know Wrestle Princess last year was one of my favorite shows of of 2020 as well and I'm sure you know Wrestle Princess 2 is going to be be no exception to that Um, yeah very very excited um for this one and if you haven't seen it there's um on youtube you can watch for free uh your master and ito's clash from um uh, uh january this year is for free which was great on, well worth yeah, checking from out. tokyo joshi yeah. pros at youtube so yeah um hunt that one down i'll try and remember to maybe repost it in the on, on our twitter as well absolutely and i suppose the other news to touch upon briefly is uh, Drew Parker, who is the current GCW ultra-violent champion, 
has taken that belt and he's flown it all the way back to Japan and he's defending in what has become his home promotion of Big Japan Pro Wrestling. So he is taking on Yuki Ishikawa on September 23rd at Korokan Hall. Drew's making quite a name for himself out there as a, as a bit of a deathmatch guy. And, Absolutely. And, you know, he's yeah, got like- that GCW belt. So the, the appeal is starting to roll out internationally the, the mm. guys in the states know about him now and i love Definitely. seeing belts defended in different countries i always yeah, think that's pretty cool it's very exciting yeah, good stuff and i just it's interesting i think drew has taken like a like the parallel path to chris brooks you know like by going out to japan and you know working consistently over the last you know 18 months you know getting close probably getting close to two years now and just really upping their stock yeah couldn't agree more so very cool stuff there gonna try and check that one out as well because we haven't really done much with big japan no like good place to start i guess absolutely so yeah really excited about that i think that pretty much does us for this week so thanks so much for joining us once again on tap for next week we're going to be looking at nwa empower Uh, looks like a fun card uh curated by mickey james and the host of other uh, women's wrestling luminaries from the states so really excited about that one a lot of people we like on that indeed card. an awful lot of people that we like on that card and there may be another interview uh keep it locked on our social media uh for more information on that not me <laughs> that uh that may come to pass but yeah the only way you're going to know about it is on our twitter uh, which is at wrestling pod that's wrestling about the e also on instagram as well uh if you need links for the shows places to listen personal twitters all that kind of stuff head over to wrestlingpod.com again that's wrestling about the e i think that pretty much wraps us up so folks thanks as always for joining us really appreciate your company come holler at us on social media we love chatting with you guys yeah we love chatting wrestling we really do have a wonderful weekend stay happy stay safe and enjoy the craps <laughs>